Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for September 1st, 2016. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Week number two after an incredible opening week of high school football on the big stage with uh, all those games on ESPN last week, all the big matchups within the top 25, and we have another big weekend coming up this weekend out here in Southern California. Six games over a three-day period in the Honor Bowl. 2016 at Mission Viejo High School in Southern California. A great event for veterans. Mark Soto was on the show a couple of weeks ago talking about it. And a big top 25 matchup with IMG Academy. Getting out of Florida, away from the hurricane, and coming out here to maybe go into the eye of the storm known as Corona Centennial. Year in and year out, the Huskies, one of the top teams in the country. IMG number three in the latest High School Football America Top 25 that's developed with our proprietary algorithm that we developed uh, three years ago. And Corona Centennial, number 24, that will go a long way to uh, shaping this week's national rankings as uh, you now know we do the top 50, we have our national top 25, and we also do the other 25, which is 26 through 50. We release our national poll before all the rest of them, whether it's USA Today's Super 25, Max Prep's Excellent 25, or Prep Nation's National Prep Football Poll. We do it on Sundays. We beat everybody to the punch, and uh, we uh, work real hard to get those uh, scores and get the algorithm updated in order for you on Sunday to sit back uh, and, and check out where your favorite team is in the latest rankings. Don't forget, we do our regional rankings on uh Monday, and then we also have our High School Football America SoCal Top 25 that comes out on Sunday, and now we're doing uh, state top 10s, and they'll come out uh, throughout the week, so make sure you go back to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com on a very regular basis to see how your favorite team is stacking up. Now, in addition to the big game between Corona Centennial and IMG out here in Southern California at the Honor Bowl, again, six big games, and uh, we'll talk about those as we get through the, the show here. But there are four uh, High School Football America top 50 matchups this weekend, aside from the IMG Corona Centennial game uh, in Vegas. Bishop Gorman, number two after that impressive win over uh, Cedar Hill on the road in Texas last week. They come home, tough opponent in Coco, and Coco from Florida coming off its own impressive win in overtime, taking down former number 25 Trinity Christian Academy from Jacksonville, Florida on national TV. Gales had a 30-point win against Cedar Hill, three-point win for uh, Coco, and uh, if Gorman wins, and if St. John Bosco, the number one team in the High School Football America Top 25, gets by La Mirada, a defending state champ here in California, well, then you have the one-versus-two matchup everybody's been clamoring for as St. John Bosco on September the 9th, that's next Friday, will square off here in California against Bishop Gorman. Wow, will that be a battle. The other top 50 matchups uh, coming in Ohio and Texas. In Akron, Ohio, number 23, St. Edward, the two-time defending Division I champs, playing on the road at number 48, Archbishop Hoban. Hoban, the defending Division III champs in Ohio. And uh, in Texas, it's Cibolo Steele, number 8, squaring off with number 41, Lake Travis. Travis started number 21 in the High School Football America preseason top 25, but beaten by Judson last week, so they tumble from uh, 21 down to uh, 41, a 20-point drop, a 20-position drop, I should say. And you can check out all of where the uh, top 50 plays this weekend. Let's quickly go through some of the big games in the top 25. As I mentioned, uh, the Braves from St. John Bosco, the number one team, taking, taking on La Mirada. I saw La Mirada last week knock off a Trinity League team. Uh, that's a big win for the public school. They were the uh, state champs in one of the divisions here in California last year, wore the Matadors. They came up with a 21-14 win, but uh, St. John Bosco, another, uh, another level. And last year, uh, St. John Bosco really whipped it up on the Matadors, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, Mike Machetti, the head coach at La Mirada, believes in playing a tough schedule. His Suburban League schedule, not as tough 
he believes playing uh, big games in the beginning of the season preps his team for the postseason. We've already mentioned that uh, Bishop Gorman has number 42, Coco. Uh, number 3, IMG, taking on Corona Centennial. Again, if you want tickets, go to thehonorgroup.org for tickets for Saturday's matchup here in Southern California at Mission Viejo High School. IMG Academy against number 24, Corona Centennial. Uh, speaking of Southern California, number four, Modern Day. They held it number four this week. They won quite handily over Bishop Amat last week. They take on Mayfair here Friday night in Southern California. DeMatha moves all the way up from 10 to 5. They play Avalon this uh, week, Friday night. Number six, Allen, the Eagles with a very impressive win over Hoover from Alabama last week. Another out-of-state opponent for the Eagles this week as they take on Evangel Christian from Louisiana at Allen Eagles Stadium, and that place will be packed and rocking again. Three teams from Texas all ranked uh, together here in a bunch. It's Allen at six, Westlake at seven, and Cibolo Steel at number eight. We mentioned they play Lake Travis. Westlake playing an out-of-state opponent as well as the Chaparrales will take on Liberty from Nevada coming up on Friday night. Colerain out of Ohio jumped 10 spots from 10, uh, from 19 to 9. Cardinals, big game against St. Against X this week. In Cincinnati, St. X lost to number 1 St. John Bosco. They were shut out on Saturday on national television. Uh, number 10 team in the country, Miami Central, the Rockets taking on Killian in Florida. So some, some real big games around the country. You can check out all of them at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com as we tell you where all the teams in the top 50 are playing. We mentioned at the beginning the Honor Bowl, a great event out here in Southern California, has an awesome lineup uh, getting underway in just a little bit. It's four-time champion Central Catholic from Modesto taking on Cathedral Catholic from San Diego. And then uh, on Friday, tomorrow, there are two games. The first one starting at 5 o'clock Western time. St. Joseph Prep out of Philadelphia coming out here to take on Oaks Christian, the number six team in the Southern California Top 25. St. Joe's Prep ranked number 33, and they have the fourth best running back in the nation who uh, earlier today gave his uh, verbal commitment to the University of Georgia, DeAndre Swift. Uh, the Hawks all-purpose running back saying he's going to go to Georgia. We'll get a close-up look at him, so look for the highlights uh, on what uh, DeAndre Swift is able to do. Remember, it's tough for these East Coast teams to come west. Uh, they do pick up three hours, but that 5 o'clock game that they're playing tomorrow is 8 o'clock on their uh, their body clock, so to speak. So that's St. Joseph's Prep versus Oak uh, I'm sorry, St. Joseph's Prep versus Oaks Christian, and then Oaks Hill takes on Mission Viejo, the defending champs in Division One AA here in California, the host team, the Mission Viejo Diablos, and that's an 8 o'clock start tomorrow night in the Honor Bowl at Mission Viejo. And then the, the big matchups on uh, on Saturday, St. Joseph Regional, number 15 in the latest High School Football America, top 25 out of New Jersey, out of Montvale, taking on Gardena Serra. Cavaliers coming in after uh, starting the season with losses uh, to uh, Suaro out of Arizona, the Arizona number one team there. And then uh, last week losing to Narbonne, the number five team in the High School Football America SoCal uh, Top 25. So a big matchup there for Scott Altenberg's team. Uh, then after that game, uh, it will be... Uh, the second game of the triple header on Saturday will be a Clayton Valley, a uh, state runner-up in California last year, taking on Helix, which made it to the Final Four in California last year. And then the, uh, the finale, a real good one, as uh, number three, IMG Academy, taking on number 24, Corona Centennial. We'll have highlights and uh, all kinds of stuff from this weekend over at Mission Viejo, posted up at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Want to bring in our uh, our sponsors, our partners on the show tonight, beginning with Crossover. Get your game film broken down real nice, neat, and tidy, and spend time with the family and the kids over the uh, the weekend. Uh, crossover.com forward slash HSFA. That's the... Uh, Place you should go to get your free five-minute demo. People that use Crossover say it saves time and money and allows you to do what you do best, which is coach. That's right. <laughs> your job is to coach, so make sure that you go to Crossover.com, crossover with a K.com forward slash HSFA. 
And speaking of uh, things that give you an edge and let you coach uh, really, really well, Echo 1612, instant replay on your sidelines eight seconds after the play ends. Chad Cargill and his uh, team there in, in Oklahoma City, they are coaches themselves. This is Coaches Creating Technology for Coaches. This is a great product. Their, uh, Exos came along, and they're going to use uh, the Echo 1612 system in their package this year for college football. You need to go and check out what Echo can do. Uh, nearly, I think it was around 100 coaches last year, 100 schools used Echo, and they went on to win state championships. So, you know, show and tell is the way to go these days. Instead of telling your player he ran the wrong route or he missed the block or he did this or that wrong, show him what he did right after the play's done. Gives you a huge competitive edge. Also brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports. Check them out for the Super 25 every Monday at usatodayhss.com by the good folks at ScoreStream. Uh, giving you the uh, High School Football America state-by-state and top 25 live scoreboards each and every weekend. We're going to have Derek Owen on the show coming up in just a little bit, the the founder of ScoreStream, talking about what's new for this year. But uh, what a way to uh, get your high school football scores every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. The Thursday boards are off and flying right now. Make sure you go to the Google Play or iTunes Store, download the app, and have fun when you're at your favorite team's game. Take videos, post pictures, and keep all the fans around the nation aware of what's going on with your team by updating the scores on the ScoreStream app. And again, you can get it in the Google Play or iTunes Store. And also bringing in tonight our good friends at Southern Sport, the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. Hey, you can get your team's logo on these spats now. So not only will you keep those pesky rubber pellets from Field Turf out of your shoes, but you'll look Pretty spiffy, especially now that you can put the logos on there. Tweeted it out earlier this week. It looks great to have your logo on the spats. And, you know, the cost of tape is pretty high. So uh, by using these spats, which will wear you and last you through the entire season, you'll be able to save uh, money on tape. And we all know the economics, economics of high school football right now. A little tough. So, anyway, uh, please uh, make sure that you... Uh, Support all of our uh, sponsors here at High School Football America. Just proud of all of them. Uh, very proud to have a relationship with all of them. Again, uh, you can get to all of them by going to our website and clicking on the uh, the banner ads there for all of our partners. Now, uh, I mentioned that Derek Owen from ScoreStream will be on the show tonight talking what's new with ScoreStream. And again, throughout the night, make sure you keep coming back to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. It says Scores in the Navigation tab, and right there you click on that, and you get a state-by-state opportunity to go to the state that you want to see your live scoreboard as all the finals come in or what's going on as the game is being played. We also have a special Southern California scoreboard, and we have a top 25 scoreboard. So check it out at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Derek Owen coming up in a little bit. But the uh, the first guest of the night is the coach of the number 19 team in the nation, Mill Creek, and uh, in Metro Atlanta. The Hawks making it to the 6A state semifinals last year. They lost to Colquitt County in the state semis. Colquitt County going on to become our mythical national champs in 2015. And then in the opening game, Mill Creek knocked off Colquitt County in the Corky Kell Classic there on the Georgia Dome. So we're going to talk to Shannon Jarvis about uh, this year's team. Uh, They lost a lot on defense. They bring a lot back on offense. But the Hawks, number 19 right now, uh, they started the season in the top 50. Uh, We were the only team that had them in the top 25. USA Today now has them there. And the Hawks are number 19, so Shannon Jarvis coming up in just a couple of minutes as we will take a break here in a second to hear from all of our sponsors at High School Football America. And I want to remind you that you can follow us when we're not on the air at Twitter. Our handle is HSFBAmerica. You can follow us on Facebook. That's High School Football America, facebook.com forward slash High School Football America. Same thing for Instagram. And uh, make sure that uh, you uh, follow along throughout the week to see what's going on in high school football when High School Football America is not on the air. Going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to Georgia. We're going to talk with Shannon Jarvis, the head coach at Mill Creek, number 19 in the land, talking Georgia football and the Hawks. When we come back, you're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. 
Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football.
This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, in 2016, USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you great national coverage and specific coverage from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, we're uh, going to go to Georgia now at this part, portion of the show and talk about the team that is number 19 in the latest High School Football America National Algorithm Rankings and uh, also ranked by USA Today in the Super 25. Very, very proud of what uh, uh, Shannon Jarvis has j- done there with the Hawks. Uh, getting to the uh, 6A semifinals last year, losing to Colquitt County, the mythical national champs for High School Football America uh, in 2015. But uh, the Hawks got him back at the start of the season in the Corky Kell Classic down there in Georgia. And uh, Coach Jarvis is on the line to talk about uh, a 12-year run. He's been there since the school opened up and what's been a special 2016 season so far this year. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate uh, you having me on and everything you do for high school football. Well, thank you very much for that. And uh, I, I mentioned it right there toward the end, which is I, I think to to get to the, the present, we should probably walk it back to 2004. I, I told you before I started uh, the interview here offline that uh, I lived in Atlanta when the school opened up. And I was trying to remember if you guys had that grace period. But you guys went right into varsity football. Uh, you know, 12 years later, here you are in the state semis and now nationally ranked in 2016. But take us back to 2004. What was it you did then that kind of set the foundation for the success now? Yeah, and, and you know, coming in in 2004, we, that's part of what I, I said this jokingly, but the truth is I think it helped me as a young coach get the job. It was my first head coaching job, and once uh, some more experienced coaches saw the schedule that was put into place because we were playing varsity schedule in year one, um, it really, I think, it helped me get it. And obviously as a young coach, it was a tremendous opportunity and challenge. So we jumped in, and I say we because I was blessed enough to be able to bring um, we had a full staff. We had 13 coaches, and many of us had worked together already at established programs. And really, we were coming off an undefeated season at the previous high school and playoff run, and the other coaches from Brookwood High School, and I had a couple from Parkview. So I was the school had I was able to draw some of the top coaches in the county to come and just believe in a vision and a dream of what we could become. And uh, that's really in that first couple of years that we were selling that as much as anything to the kids um that bigger things were to come and and we coached them just as hard as we've been coaching here in the recent years of success and um, i truly stayed on our coaches i believe that the standard we put in then was what we would have to build this program for for the long haul you know we didn't build it on trying to get a bunch of transfers and this and that we knew that we had to establish the culture of this school and it would not happen overnight and and looking back now you know that's 12 years ago but my youth i think helped me in that because not that i was not but I was young enough to keep driving and keep fishing, and I wasn't looking for a quick fix either. And we just we, we sold out to the kids, and in regards to how we treat them, to hold them accountable, and all the little things. And, and the fortunate part is that the kids, not just them, but now have always responded and um, have believed in that vision and, 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 and worked for it with us. And I truly, I'm probably as proud of, of how the, the relationships between our players and coaches have helped build this program. Talking with uh, Shannon Jarvis tonight on High School Football America. Mill Creek uh, there in uh, the suburban Atlanta area, ranked number 19 this week in the national rankings for us, also ranked by USA Today. And uh, again, we'll stay a little bit in the past before we get to 2016. As I mentioned, you guys got to the 6A semifinals last year, state semifinals, a, a great defense. You you lose to Colquitt, yeah. which won its second straight. Uh, how much, and we're not going to talk about the Colquitt win just yet, but how much how much did last year's loss in the state semis uh, help you in the off season coming into 2016? Was that a, a big motivating factor for you? It really was, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, in that game that we played called, when we hosted them, we were fortunate enough. Both of us were 14-0, and and it was a high-level football game. And um, it really, the first half was blow after blow going back and forth. And we were in the fourth quarter, and we just scored on them. And so it's 34-31. They were up, and we just had grabbed momentum. You get those big games, just big momentum switch, uh, shifts that happen in the game. And so we, you know, we, we were right there in the thick of it there in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, candidly, I mean, this is where you, you, you tip your hat to call, but they made a couple of plays, had a big play. They had Kyle Pollard as a receiver now in South Carolina. He made a couple of plays. And then the next thing you know, it's 52 to 31. And it's like, holy, you know, how did this happen so fast? And 
go back and you look at film. And this was the part that, you know, I, I got to give credit to our kids. We showed that film over and over because really what we emphasized was the mistakes that we made. We hadn't made those mistakes all year. And so in that moment, we, we did not play well that last eight minutes of the game. And so when you focus on yourself and you focus on our execution, you know, I think our kids saw how close we were to be able to play for a state championship. And, and in saying that, let's, you know, Colquitt's got a great team. And again, I'm going to tip my hat to what they did last year. They were a tremendous high school team, but our focus is still on us. And so this whole off season is about getting us better. I'm not going to lie and say every move we made just talk with it was about us you know from the workouts to our scheme to everything is what we do best and we went into that game this past uh, a couple weeks ago and that was exactly our mindset was to focus on us and that's part of the transition that's happened at mill creek with our kids is we we focus on our process our day-to-day actions our day-to-day attitude and um, that's where the results take care of themselves we don't want to play at the level of our opponent we don't want to be up and down we want to be consistent and that's what we were able to play like now, and that goes back to the Colquitt game. That was the first game of all last year that we got inconsistent at the end and against a good team. Uh, it cost us. Shannon Jarvis on the line tonight on High School Football America talking Mill Creek football in a suburban Atlanta, Georgia there. and uh, It doesn't happen very often, Coach, but you, you get that bad taste in your mouth and the loss to Colquitt, and lo and behold, the Corky Kell Classic puts you two together to open the season, <laughs> so you don't have to wait that long to get revenge. Tell us a little bit about uh, the, the mentality going into that game and then a big win. You guys got out to a big lead, yeah. but Colquitt came right back. They're a great team, great yeah. program, and, and you guys were able to, to maintain and come out with a win. Tell us a little bit about that one you're exactly right because really the game you know in that second half we got out to the big league i was proud of the way our kids started but even at halftime we knew we were about to get their best shot because they have many new starters we've got a rebuilt defense as well we only had two restarters two returning starters and only one of them was playing in the game the other one has been injured and we'll be back here in the next week or so but um in that game we knew they were going to come back in that second half and, and you and play extremely well and so you know as our kids, it was, again, just focus on ourselves. But what happened in that game that I'm probably as proud of as, as any victory we've had at Mill Creek, you know, we was able to weather the momentum swing that had happened the year before. You know, they got a turnover, and when they got a turnover inside our 20, our defense held them to a field goal. There were two drives in the third quarter. We held them to field goals. And when that happened, and you see that resiliency, and then our offense goes out there and hits a couple big plays, and we score. And then you think the game was put away, and they hit about a 70-yard bomb for a touchdown. So there you go and it's just the swings going back and forth and the the part that I'm as proud of as anything again for our kids is we made the last play you know and at the end of the game we were able to hit a deep ball to secure the win and and we you know is a pretty the call that we had on the field was when I think it shocked some of our kids but we wanted to send the message to our kids we want to play fast and play loose and and and, and give them the opportunity to make the plays and not be conservative and for them to step up and make those plays I'll tell you, for all of our coaches, I don't know many wins I've had. I've been more proud of the resiliency of our kids in a win. It was a huge atmosphere in the Georgia Dome, huge crowd, you know, on TV. And to see our kids just focus on football and not on all that other stuff that really doesn't matter. That's mm-hmm. for the fans to enjoy. To see our, you know, our 16, 17-year-old boys out there being so mature in that environment, I just was very proud of them can hear the energy in your voice and the enthusiasm, which I'm sure rubs off on your team there, Coach. (laughs) Talking uh, Mill Creek football tonight. The Hawks, Shannon Jarvis, the head coach there since the school opened. And uh, we're going to get some kids uh, on this year's team in there by name. But you mentioned uh, rebuilding the defense. Uh, Last year, I I think I read a stat uh, in one of the Gwinnett papers uh, that uh, you had uh, held 13 of your 14 opponents last year, under 17, uh, eight were under into single digits, and then six shutouts. How good was that defense last year? You know, last year's defense, and and I hope this comes across the right way, but we didn't have any five-star players. Now, we had a lot of kids recruited, and we had a lot of kids off that defense that are now playing college football, but they're at such varying levels from, you know, one of our best players – Candidly, is playing in the NAIA right now, mm-hmm. you know. But and, and and one of our kids is at you know one of our best players is at Mercer University. We've got one uh, at Georgia State. So it's just blue collar kids that are great high school players in the in 
the defense last year was so tenacious. They scored or set up scores every single game, and they played as much as a unit as any group I've ever coached. And 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 that was what was what made us so proud of them is that it wasn't just an individual or it wasn't just this one great dominant defensive end or anything. It was really and when the coaches broke us down, it was eleven kids playing. You know, it sounds cliche, it's been a one heartbeat and relentless together. And it, it was a fun team to watch, even as a coach. We get to enjoy watching them, and they were fun to coach and watch last year. So, you know, going into this year, we got to replace all of them. You know, and and does your culture of your program in the weight room, and does it establish that, or is it just that individual group of kids? You know, and so you 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 push your kids and you sell them on the culture, and all, and then for our kids, these new players to go out there and that in the Georgia Dome and play against Colquitt, and then this past week we were able to beat Stevenson to see our kids on defense play with the same speed and passion. I am so proud of them. You know, we got an outside linebacker, Victor Hayward. I have I told recruiters and everybody he wasn't able to start last year because he was behind an all state linebacker. I told everybody how great he was going to be, and then you know you know what it's probably the most enjoyable part of coaching is when a kid's proving you're right. And um, he goes out against Colquitt, has a phenomenal game, has a big interception to help seal the win, and plays throughout the night. And, and it's, it's Victor Hayward and his brother Shaka's in the secondary. He's a junior that was a sophomore last year, and and then we've got Jamar Hall in the secondary, and then our defensive end. I owe Logan Seymour. We graduated both defensive ends. And him and David Milan had come on at, def- at those two spots where we were able to get pressure on quarterback by a relentless play where our ends where we're not having to blitz these linebackers, which leaves Victor out there to be able to make plays. And that was our formula last year. We were able to get pressure with the front four and leave our backers in coverage. And, and that's what these young men have just done this year. And, you know, I'd love to lie to you and tell you I'm shocked by it. Or what, I'm not. I, I could vision this with them. And, to, and for our defensive coordinator, Bill Stewart, to empower these young men to do this, it's been a pleasure to watch so far this season. Now, obviously, our job is we got to maintain you know, we got to keep mm-hmm. these kids grounded and focused. And that's ultimately, I think, any high school coach you talk to, that's our greatest challenge with all these 16, 17, 18-year-olds, but, you know, is to keep them grounded and do it. But this this team is showing some maturity that we just didn't know until we play how 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 maturity would be. But they sure have uh, shown it so far, and we're proud of them. We're proud of what they can become. We are nowhere near what we feel like, um, you know, what I, how good we could be. And I say that to you because, I, I mean, when I saw the rankings, and I've been, you know, we're ranked number one in Georgia right now, which me and you both know means nothing right now, but mm-hmm. really it does. I'm proud of our kids. I'm not going to throw it to the side. I had a team meeting as soon as I found out the rankings, and I said, guys, this, that is what it is. I'm proud of it. We're proud of it. But here's the reality. Out of a scale of 1 to 10, we're at about a 6 of our potential, and that's the truth. And I could tell in our eyes of our kids they all understood that because we were sloppy at times last week. So we're going to focus on our rankings. We're at about a 6 of 10, and we've got to go back and just try to get to a 7 this week. We can't get to a 10 in one week. And I tell you, we have learned we've got to break this thing down. Kids need to understand that value of hard work, and it's got to be a process that we go. Because the reality is we want to be the hottest at the end of the year. You want to be number one at the end of the year and not here in week three. So, you know, the rankings and the notoriety is humbling, but the truth is we got to make sure we're focusing on right now, just getting in and out of our stance and doing the fundamentals right. But I've been proud so far of that defense and what they've been able to do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I've never seen a championship one in week three, by the way. Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly <laughs> right. Or on social media. <laughs> well, we can go on and on on this one. Yeah, Shannon yeah. Jarvis on the line tonight. We're talking Mill Creek football. He's been there from the beginning. Uh, state semis last year and uh, hoping for big things this year, as you, you heard using the, the coach speak there. But again, that's that's what gets you better when you realize that you do have to uh, improve as the season goes on. When you talk defense there, let's flip it over to offense and get some names of some kids in there that uh, you feel are, are, are doing the job for you, the kids that are giving the leadership that you need to put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, I, you know, on offense, you know, the irony of this is we return nine starters. So it's the flip of of, of last year where we, we had so many defensive starters in 2015 that were returning. So we graduated all them, had to re, 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 reestablish our defense this year. But we had a lot of our offensive players coming back. You know, we our center, Tyler Fannin, is committed to Virginia. Um, Jack Franklin, our right tackle, is, is – 
probably got 30 offers right now. He's going to be able to probably play pretty much where he wants to. And then we have a guard that's committed to Western Carolina, Nick Campbell, doing very well. And then we have a junior left tackle that has offers from North Carolina and Virginia Tech. So, you know, our offensive line obviously is a talented group, and, and they're guys that we knew we were going to rely on early in this year as we replaced our receivers. But our quarterback's back from last year. Our running back's back from last year. So we got some two receivers that we're replacing here. So, you know, again, the Colquitt game, I was very pleased with their execution because our quarterback, Cameron Turley, um, he is committed to Georgia Tech in baseball. Okay? So he is a two-sport athlete here. We're a very large school. And I say that to you because we are, I'm just, I'm adamant that our kids play more than one sport in high school. And so he's, he is a perfect example of a kid that managed that, that's very successful in both. And, and his experience in baseball, I believe, helps him in football. But Cameron's in the game and he played great against Colquitt and in a manner that he manages the ball so well. He had 18 touchdowns to three interceptions last year. And and he just does a good job of not turning the ball over. And uh, when you put that with a great defense, you have a chance to win, to be honest. And he, um, even at the end of the game when we took a shot at, toward the end, just a, just a deep ball just to, found, to put the game away, a lot of it's because our comfort level with Cameron. If it wasn't there, he'd have thrown it in the bleachers and we would punt it and be done with it, you know. But Cameron has brings a level of maturity and just has so much game experience. You know, he's our quarterback in all the big games last year. So he brings a level of comfort for you as a coach that, that you know that he can get you in and out of the right place. He'll make you look a lot better than you are as a coach a lot of plays. And uh, it takes great players to do that but him and his offensive line I, I tell you they bring a, they, they really bring a level of consistency that we're going to need and, and Joe Thomas is a running back that's returning last year as a leading rusher he's been a little banged up and um, he was banged up in the Colquitt game he played but I think he's starting to get healthier and healthier with his ankle uh, injury that he took that he got in preseason uh, scrimmage and um, I'm just excited to see him get more and more explosive because really offensively you know we had a few explosive plays um, you know we got a returning receiver that all state from last year, Edmund Graham, who um, is a heavily recruited young man as well, that um, is a special team specialist. He's had two block field goals in the first two games, but he's also our guy on offense that really can stretch the field and make uh, big plays, not just when we need him, but, you know, he, he is a, he's a tremendous athlete in space, and that's who we try to get the ball to. So all those guys we're going to be relying on this year to continue to make plays for us and uh, play consistent and just, you know, truthfully don't turn the ball over. And, and let our defense do their job and let us maintain possession, uh, try to win you know, the formula that we had last year. Talking with Shannon Jarvis tonight, the head coach at Mill Creek in suburban Atlanta, and uh, uh, something new this year, Coach. Uh, another classification added in Georgia. Now yeah. seven classifications, and uh, we've got uh, three teams. Uh, we've got you guys, we've got Grayson, we've got Roswell in the in the, in the top uh, fifty in our national rankings. Uh, Colquitt obviously still there. They're off to an zero two start, but against tough, real really tough competition. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on the seven A and 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 just the landmines that. Are are in that classification to win a state. Yeah. You know, really going to 7-8 didn't change too much for, for the, the, the bigger schools in the state. And, you know, it, it, it did reduce the number. I don't know the exact number, but, it, you know, it did reduce probably the number in our classification, um, you know, down probably 10 or 15 schools. So the lower classifications, you know, they really were able to, I think, equalize those out just a little bit. Um, and, and that's I'm just that's to what's happened at the top level. My opinion of the reclassification, I don't really have one because for us, it stays about the same because you bring up the great point. Regardless if we've got 50 teams in our classification or 10, there's still about 10 of them you're going to have to deal with every year in and year out. You mentioned two of them. Colquitt's going to be there at the end. you got Norcross, North Gwinnett. There's so many great programs here in Georgia that um, that it's just it's tough every night. And I say that not complaining. I love it. And our region schedule, we play Peachtree Ridge, North Gwinnett, all these teams, every Friday night, you're playing a playoff-type team. And, and that's really what it's forced in the highest classification where we kind of got to play each other. And it's made it challenging. I'll say this. It's made it very challenging for us to get schedules. And I know that's what Grayson and Colquitt, you're going to see more out-of-state matchups. Um, you know, this game we played with Stevenson, which is a Metro Atlanta team that's had tremendous success. That happened because we were struggling getting a game. And you know, But I think it's a great matchup for us to be able to play them and vice versa. So you're going to see, I think, a lot more creative schedules scheduling at the higher classification in Georgia in non-region games. And I, honestly, I think that's going to help promote 
football. And I think you're going to see more out-of-state games. Um, and I think for the fans, that's a win-win. If we can afford the travel, <laughs> I think it's going to be a win-win. You know, I think every the exposure high school football is getting, TV and all, is, is exceptional here in Georgia. But I think sometimes fans forget we still deal with high school students and we still our budgets. We don't, we can't just load up on the plane and fly out to Los Angeles to play. We'd love to, but you know, you get into the financial limitations that you have. But um, but it's still, I'm never going to complain. I love the exposure we're getting and how high school football is continuing to grow. Yeah, people always ask me. I'm a Pennsylvania boy. I live in Southern California. Uh-huh. I've been, I've seen the championship games in Texas. Lived in Atlanta, and I'll tell you what. And I've said this on the air before. You know, Georgia football is is pretty darn special. It's uh, it and people don't understand it. It's, it's good down there. We're talking with Shannon Jarvis tonight. Going to wrap up uh, with our uh, talk on Mill Creek here, number nineteen, our top twenty-five, national twenty-five. Uh, with this question, Coach, which is, you said you guys are at a six, trying to get to a seven. What are some of the two or three things you want to see out? Out of this team during the rest of the regular season that's going to let you know that when you get to the playoffs you're ready to make a run at that thing that you want which is that uh, that state title that's a great question and that's one that i probably need to be more direct with our kids because i and I, i'll say number one offensively uh we had false starts we had a lot of unforced errors last week and sometimes you're going to get a holding call sometimes you're going to get uh, you know, uh, some aggressive penalty will happen, and you've got to play through that. But I, I'm very impatient to fault starts, and we had five last week in the game. We didn't have it against Calkler, but in last week's game. And, and so it's the mental focus of every single play that this team has got to be able to do, and, it, and it's some experienced players that were doing it. You know, and so we've got to make sure we get that correct. And that's not just by talking about it, but we got every move we make in the practice field has got to be able to get that focus. And the term we're using is you got to get locked in. And so we've got to lock in more. And I mean that offensively, defensively. Here's another thing we've got to do. And we we're starting to get a couple of our secondary guys back that missed the first two. But we have played very well defensively, except for about four big plays. Well, Jeff, I don't, I don't, the four plays count. You know what I mean? You can't just take those <laughs> yeah. out of the game. And it's every single play, every single play we've got to play. So, you know, last week we held our opponent to, I believe it was about 140 something yards of total offense with 70 of them were on one play. And that's unacceptable. You, if you've given up big plays like that, that goes back to that culprit game in the city finals last year. A good team's going to run you out of the stadium. So defensively, it's about getting our top 11 out there that are going to, you know, lock in and play every play with the same intensity. Cause really in this coachable things, there's an alignment here. It's one player here. So it's things that we've got to fix, but we've got to fix it. And so moving forward, the kids have got to take ownership in this and that we can't no play can be can be um you know no play can go out there and play halfway and, and kids don't do that on purpose but if i can go back to my answer away when we first started the interview to last year's defense that's what they were so special about all last year they played every play relentlessly and this team this team is showing that but it's still that one or two plays the big plays were given up so we've got to limit that and that's been a point of emphasis this week as well so those are really the two main things right now we got to continue to protect the ball and get turnovers we're still you know i think we're plus four in turnover ratio so we keep up with all that and we got to continue to work on that but those are two very specific things that this team has got to improve on and those are two important areas. And, and you know what? Yeah, I thought one, one other question, because you, you yes, said sir. this at the top of the interview, which was when you built the program, when you take it over, you open a new school, you said you brought in some good new coaches from around the area there. Yeah. How, how's that staff? Is that stu- staff stuck with you? Because we can't forget them. They're important, too. How many of those guys you, are still there? If you want to know, the backbone of this program has been these coaches. It is not me. I've been blessed with the opportunity to lead these men, but the truth is they lead me a lot of days and inspire me. Um, we have Josh Lovelady as our assistant head coach. He, we have spent our entire career together coaching, both when we came here and then since we've been here. He's been our offensive line coach and you know that's one position we've signed a college we've signed a college uh player every year at Mill Creek. So we have great offensive linemen Coach Lovelady does a great job with those guys. Um, and then on our offensive coordinator is Tim Rondo. He's been here eight years. So all of our coaches, and I have a staff of, of the varsity JV coaches of, of 11 men, you know, of all those guys, they have, you know, I think, what is it, seven of them have been here eight years or more. Mm. So they have, they knew what we were building. They could feel it. They could sense it. And they've been a part of that. Now, three years ago, I got to mention one more coach. Three years ago, our defensive coordinator took a job at Reinhardt College. So I was able to hire 
charge, a gentleman by the name of Bill Stewart. Coach Stewart is our, our defensive coordinator. In the last three years, he's done just a phenomenal job with our players, both in the weight room and, and on the field. And I can't leave Coach Stewart out of it. So, so honestly, it really timed out. It came in, just brought a little different perspective, brought some fresh, fresh blood in here. And um, he's come in, and he has done just a tremendous job with our defense. And, and obviously, we talked about that from last year and how they're playing this year. So Coach Stewart was a head coach at Etowah High School. We had tremendous success when reaching championships. And, you know, we were just able to catch it where he were able to come here. His sons are starting Mike linebacker. So he, is a, he plays a vital role in our success here at Mill Creek. Well, Coach, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to uh, to visit with us and teach the nation about uh, the team that's number 19 in our yes, rankings sir. and uh, just uh, continued success. Congratulations to you, your staff, and your student-athletes there and uh, continued success in 2016. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks so much. Very welcome. Taking a break. Coming back with more. This is High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. 
Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, in 2016, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up for great national coverage and specific coverage from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. And speaking of partners, I've got one of our partners on the line right now, the good folks at ScoreStream. For all of you last week who made it a record-breaking week as far as people visiting the website, most of you went to check out score streams state by state scoreboards that's right you're an alabama fan you can go right and get the alabama scores you're a hawaii fan you can get them all there and now they're doing some cool stuff photos and videos we had the play of the week uh, plays of the week i should say up on the website on tuesday and uh, Derek Owen, the uh, founder of uh, score stream is on the line to talk about the growth of uh, their company and, and crowdsourcing scores and all the other cool stuff they're doing on uh, on their app welcome to the show Derek. Thanks so much, Jeff. I uh, always love working with you guys. Yeah, and, and you guys are doing an awesome job. Uh, it's no small feat <laughs> to get as many scores in as you do. I know you've partnered up with uh, many media outlets around the country, but for people that uh, are not familiar with ScoreStream, let's just kind of give them the 30,000-foot the view on, on what you guys do and how long you've been doing it and uh, how they can get involved with you. Sure. Well, this is our fifth season, so uh, I think many years ago I spoke with you about what, what we were trying to do and our inspiration was to uh, take like the traffic application ways and use that same sort of approach to capture all the high school scores across the country. And so, you know, that first year we did this, uh, we had 2,000 games. Last year we had 150,000 games in real time. And we've been able to build over the last several years a distribution partnership with all the major television station broadcast groups, the regional sports nets, radio guys, and newspapers. So it's been a lot of fun, and we're now trying to move into – a lot more multimedia, so a lot more photos and videos and chat to allow fans to have a good time on a Friday night when the games are happening. And then last week we announced a partnership with Snapchat. So we're actually not only sending scores out to people like yourselves or to media outlets, but also to Snapchat. And we're really excited about that partnership. Now, congratulations on all of that success. We're talking score stream here on High School Football America tonight. And uh, for those that uh, are just listening for the first time and haven't even checked out the scoreboards on our site, let's uh, let them know how they can have fun at their games. They go, they, they go see their favorite team, but if they download the app, what exactly can they do on that app? Yeah, so if you were um, a good example, if someone were to download the ScoreStream app on, on either Google Play or, or iOS, the App Store, um, and look at the game last week from Helix and TempView in Utah. And so what happens is a lot of fans were at the San Diego game for Helix, and they were posting photos and videos so people could see that in real time. The scores are coming in. And then fans from Utah were able to actually come into the game as well and, and chat about the players and talk about how the game was going and, and really – you know, a lot of games, there's so many games in the country, right? There's about 7,000 games per week, and, and a very small percentage of them are actually broadcast or streamed. And so this is a way for fans to get that interaction 
uh, it, it's as close as you can get to being there without you know that live broadcast experience. Yeah, that's so true, Derek. Going on the line, ScoreStream, ScoreStream.com. You can get the app, as he said, uh, Google Play, the iTunes Store, and uh, you know, like I said uh, before, we started kind of rolling tape here. You know, it's great to have a dream, like we had at High School Football America. You had this dream on what you could do to get scores to everybody. Um, what were some of the biggest hurdles you guys had to overcome to to get to the point where did you say one hundred fifty thousand? That's an amazing number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I'd say the hardest thing was the idea of crowdsourcing. So I think, you know, the tradition in journalism around sports is that, you know, you have to have a sports writer there. Um, but unfortunately, the way um, the media companies have consolidated, there's just not a lot of money spent to be able to cover the high school sports. So I think what happened at the beginning days, and in fact, uh, one of your partners, USA Today, was one of our first key partners, getting them to the place where they were actually comfortable with the technology we're using to verify that the scores were correct. I think that the whole concept that fans would self-report scores at big scale is something that it really took a long time for people to get their heads around, much like Wikipedia, right? The Mm -hmm. idea that you could actually go to a place that people actually write the articles. And so I think that was the the biggest hurdle. I think once we got past that, it's just been a question of getting, making sure that we could cover off markets. You know, if you're in New Hampshire, if you're in Maine, if you're in Idaho, if you're in Wyoming, are there going to be scores? There's always going to be scores for the big Texas football teams but we've been able to build out coverage across the country, and I think that was a critical piece. We want anybody who comes into the app to actually see games in their area and be able to jump in and start participating. Now, we're talking high school football here, obviously, but this is more than a high school football app, and it's more than just a high school app. Uh, you know, All the club teams and, and, and down into the youth leagues can use it. So explain a little bit about the applications and, and who all can use the, uh, the ScoreStream app. Yeah, we did originally start it as a high school um, thing, and that's because so many people go to high school games across the country. But we currently support 16 sports, uh, from water polo and rugby all the way up to uh, high school football. Um, we have a lot of uh, uh, teams all over the world that use it. So this last year we had tremendous success in Switzerland with uh, professional American football there. We actually were partners with the World University Championships of American Football that had six countries in Mexico we did the world championship of netball for universities as well. So, you know, we actually have five-year-old soccer games being scored, and we have people scoring college football games and pro games. So it's, uh, it's been really fun. I think for us it really is that experience of trying to bring fans together and sharing that, that, that camaraderie around a game and, and all that. And so the, the, it's some of the best stuff we see actually are some of those Pop Warner teams out there on Saturday morning after the Friday night games. Uh, we love what you do for us at High School Football America with your scoreboards. Uh, talking score stream tonight, get it in Google Play, the iTunes Store. And before we let you go here, uh, I know you said you know video and photos, that's all getting big. But can I a- have you look into your crystal ball? I mean, what, what happens over the next two or three years? Not giving away trade secrets or anything, but, but where is this all headed? Yeah, you know, we, um, we're talking with all kinds of partners about all kinds of interesting things. So I think Snapchat's like a first hint of things we could do. Um, but I think as we get to bigger and bigger scale, um, some of the things that we don't currently support, like you know player information and rosters and stats are things I think that ultimately happen. This last week on our video clips, we have uh, these really cool videos where you can actually highlight the players and there's a bubble on it and their name. Um, we're actually building that out so that users can do that. So we want this all to be automated. We have a real small team, but we want to create more and more tools for fans to do amazing things and have fun with the game. So we're we're excited about where it's headed. No, and congratulations, like I said, on all the success. Thank you for the uh, the relationship here. And, uh, folks, if, if you haven't checked out the ScoreStream app, you got to do it when you go out to watch uh, this weekend's games. Derek, uh, continued success, and uh, look forward to, uh, to more great things out of ScoreStream. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you, Jeff. Talk to you soon. All right, that was Derek Owen from ScoreStream, our good friends at ScoreStream. And all the scores are getting loaded here as we go through Thursday night. And we'll continue to uh, keep you updated with our state-by-state scoreboards throughout the weekend. Our Top 25 scoreboard, our Southern California scoreboard live. And post your pictures and your videos up there. It's uh, fun to uh, go to a game and play along with the ScoreStream app. You can get it in Google Play and iTunes. I want to thank uh, our other guest on the show tonight, Shannon Jarvis, head coach at Mill Creek. The Hawks, number 19 in the High School Football America, Super 25. Yes, indeed. Actually, it's not the Super 25. USA Today has the Super 25. We just have the Top 25. But make sure you check out our 
New top 25 rankings that will come out, developed by our algorithm. Every Sunday we do the top 25, then the other 25, which is 26 through 50, so the top 50. And the SoCal top 25 coming out every Sunday before everybody else brings it out. We then do our media compilation poll, and that uh, comes out on Tuesday. This week, Bishop Gorman, number one in the compilation poll, and uh, they are number one in USA Today's Super 25, the Max Preps Excellent 25, and the uh, Prep Nation National Prep Poll. So uh, you can check that out on Tuesdays. We also release our regional rankings on Monday and our um, state rankings. We release them throughout the week. Uh, top 10s in the region and then the top 10s in the state. The algorithm doing a great job as we continue to expand it. This is the fourth year of using our proprietary algorithm and everybody seems to think uh, that it does a great job of breaking things down. Don't forget as we uh, get ready to close things out here on the show, you can keep up with everything high school football throughout the week uh, through uh, our partners at USA Today, usatodayhss.com and highschoolfootballamerica.com and uh, Follow us on Twitter at HSFB America, on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash High School Football America, and Instagram. Our handle is High School Football America. And uh, feel free to uh, send us any of your uh, stadium picks too to add to our stadium project. Don't forget to read The Turnaround, written by uh, Jason Strunk, our good friend at Lubbock High School in West Texas. Uh, only one playoff appearance in uh, the last 40-plus uh, years. He, he, he did it in his second year, and Strunky takes you inside Texas high school football, inside his Westerner program. You can read The Turnaround at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Thanking our partners. Uh, we mentioned ScoreStream USA Today. Keep those pesky rubber pellets players out of your shoes from the field turf, and you can do that by getting your debris inhibitor razor. It's TDIRazor.com. That's razor with a U. Use the code HSFA to get a discount on your next order. Also brought to you by Crossover. Get your game film broken down so you can spend time with a family and do the things you do best, which is coaching the kids. They'll break it down really, really accurately for you. Go to crossoverwithak.com forward slash HSFA for your free demo. And Echo, get instant replay on your sidelines from the good folks at Echo 1612. You can go to Echo 1612 and crossover through our banner ads at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Echo1612.com, instant replay at show instead of tell. And that's going to do it for tonight's show from Southern California. Have a great weekend wherever you're going to watch your games and make sure you come back here every Thursday to listen to America's premier high school football talk show. I'm Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America.